Good morning. So over the past few months, we've been doing a teaching series looking at worship and all the different aspects thereof. We've looked at what is Christian worship? Why do we need scripture in worship? What is praise? Intercessory prayer, Holy Communion, confession, what happens during and after a church service and why? And last week we looked at how does worship form our mission and evangelism? Today is the last series, uh, last in the series, and if you like, a summary of everything we've learned so far. For me, it's the glue that holds everything we've learned together, the key to unpacking and living our lives as Christians, as worshippers of God. It's the game changer that makes it possible for us to do all that Jesus modelled and called us to, to live the way the Bible teaches us and to see our lives and the lives of those around us transformed by the awesome power, goodness and love of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And this, of course, is the Holy Spirit. This morning we're looking at specifically what role he plays in our worship. So who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is God. He is part of the Holy Trinity, one God, but in three persons, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Each separate but all equal parts of a single God. Our God, three in one, is one of the great wonders of our faith. The Holy Spirit has always existed as part of God. He is eternal. He has no beginning. He was there before creation and was involved in the creation of everything. He is omnipresent. He is omniscient, which means he's all-knowing. He is sovereign. He enabled and inspired the writings of the Bible. He imparts love. He gives us hope. He teaches us. He gives us revelation. He guides our prayers. He helps us recognize the glory of God. He helps us to call upon Jesus as Lord. He helps us to be more like Jesus. He helps us to do the will of the Father. He enables us to see the miracle working power of God changing people's lives. The Holy Spirit is our helper. The Holy Spirit being God is unchanging. Just like God the Father and God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is the same yesterday, today and forever. His nature is consistent. We hear testimonies and read about him throughout history. The Holy Spirit helping and enabling normal, broken, imperfect people to reveal our God to the world, bringing his goodness, love and power into people's lives. To pick a few examples from the Bible, we read it was the Holy Spirit who gave Bezalel wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, and all kinds of skills for work in precious materials, stone and wood, to build the tabernacle, which was the first place of worship for ancient Israel. Joshua was filled with the Holy Spirit and commissioned to lead Israel after Moses' death. The Spirit enabled Joseph and Daniel to interpret God's revelation through dreams. Samson's incredible strength was given by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit put God's words in the mouths of the prophets like Isaiah and Samuel. 
The Holy Spirit convicted David of his sins and motivated him to live his life in godliness. The Spirit came on Gideon and Jephthah and they won great victories against all the odds. Hebrews 11 lists some of the heroes of faith, Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, Sarah, all who acted in faith by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He has always been our helper and will always be our helper. That is who he is. As I've been thinking and praying about what to to share this morning with our focus on his role in worship, it's been really difficult to narrow it down to just that. Because as Christians, we are called to be worshippers. As we've learned during this series, series, worship isn't just singing or what we do at church on Sunday. God wants worship to be who we are, to be right at our core. It's to be our attitude, our response towards God and his unconditional love. Worship is meant to be an integral part of our day-to-day lives. We are to live as worshippers. So asking, what is the Holy Spirit's role in worship, is really asking, as worshippers, what is the Holy Spirit's role? He is our helper. If you ask people who or what is the Holy Spirit, a common response is that the Holy Spirit is something new. That he only came after Jesus died, rose again and ascended to heaven. But that's not quite true. As we've just seen, he's been here since the beginning. He's always been here and he's always been helper. But we get to a moment in history that you can underline put a marker in the sand and it's a total game changer. The moment when people's experience as worshippers of God changed forever. We refer to it as the day of Pentecost and it's massive. Until now, the Holy Spirit was external, if you like, showing up when needed. A selected few experienced a temporal infilling, like the Holy Spirit popping by for a cup of tea kind of helping on a case-by-case basis. But Pentecost was the day when the Holy Spirit was first given to all those that followed Jesus, to all those who are worshippers of God. And no longer a temporary filling or impartation. He was no longer coming by to visit. He was moving in. The fullness of the power and love of God permanently making us his home without finding fault in anyone who would ask and believe. I don't know about you, but that excites me. It's almost unbelievable that the fullness of God by his Holy Spirit would choose to come and live in someone as imperfect and broken as me, in someone like you. But it's true, and it's a total game changer. And this morning, we're looking at why. Our reading is Acts 2, 1 to 21, the account when the disciples first received the Holy Spirit, the day of Pentecost. If you've got your church Bibles, it's on page 1093, um, and it will be up behind as well. When the day of Pentecost came, they, the disciples, were all together in one place. 
Suddenly, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all those who are speaking Galileans? How then is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Pygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors to Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men see visions and your old men dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming and great and glorious day of our Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How good is that? The giving of the Holy Spirit. And the last sentence is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Everybody who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Jesus' sacrifice is absolutely what gives us life. He had to die and rise again first. But it's being filled with the Holy Spirit that enables that gift of salvation to become a reality in our lives every day. Jesus said something really interesting in John 16, 7. He said this, It is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate, the helper, the Holy Spirit won't come. But if I do go away, then I'll send him to you. I often look at this verse and think, it can't be. Surely having Jesus with us in person is better. Having Jesus physically next to you, can you imagine? Walking with you, eating with you, teaching you, going to work with you, praying with you, Jesus living with you, that has to be better. But Jesus here says it isn't. He was going away to send the Holy Spirit because even living with Jesus wasn't enough. Being changed by Jesus from the outside in wasn't going to cut it. To see our lives transformed by the new life Jesus has given us, we need more than Jesus with us. We need Jesus in us. 
living in us. The gifts of the Spirit are wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment, speaking in other languages and their interpretations. The ministry of the Spirit makes us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. God has put all of that in us. The Holy Spirit is the fullness of the power and love of God living in us, changing us from the inside out. After Pentecost, we see this amazing transformation in Peter and the other disciples. They are changed from being really a bunch of quivering wrecks, fearful, lacking purpose, and hiding away, to being people of such strength, faith, hope, and love that they go on to change the world, many of them so unwavering in their faith that they're martyred for their hope in Jesus. Full of the Holy Spirit, Peter heals a man crippled from birth. He prays for another man who's paralyzed and is able to walk again. People were getting healed just by being near him. When he prays for a young girl called Tabitha who died, she comes back to life. Later on in the passage today, we read that he led over 3,000 people to Jesus in one impromptu sermon. On another occasion, as he preached the gospel, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who heard, and they too spoke in tongues. He took on the leadership of the early church in purity and holiness. He saw visions from God. When he spoke, it was with authority. And he wrote two books of the New Testament. What a difference. What a difference to the Peter we read about before Pentecost. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is a game changer. And it's the same Holy Spirit that now lives in us. Because of Jesus, no longer reserved for the special few, but for anyone that would ask and believe without finding fault. Filled with the Holy Spirit, just like the disciples, normal people like you and me, with all our fears, worries, issues and hurts, are being transformed from the inside out. We carry around in us the fullness of the power and love of God. We are the ones now called and commissioned to reveal the goodness and love of God to our world. Of course, being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't suddenly make us perfect, automatically like Jesus in every way. Anyone who's been a Christian for any length of time will know that's not the case. But that's exactly why Jesus did all this for us because we aren't perfect. That's the whole point. Romans 3.23 says, everyone sins and has fallen short of the glory of God. If we could do it on our own, we wouldn't need a savior and we wouldn't need the Holy Spirit. But we do. And the Holy Spirit living in us is to transform our lives, always pointing us towards and steering us back to Jesus, always reminding us of who we are in Christ and just how much we're loved by God. He is constantly encouraging us, building us up, cheering us on, so that the incredible life we have in Jesus isn't kept contained or hidden. But his desire is that we will become like a spring of water welling up to eternal life.
The Spirit gives us wisdom when we need it. He helps us pray when we don't know how. He imparts faith so we can believe. He grants discernment between spirits. He enables miracles to happen. In faith, when we pray, we will see the sick healed. He gives us insight and prophecy for tomorrow. He loves us when we feel unloved and enables us to love those that others don't. He gives us strength to endure. He grants us revelation and gives us the ability to teach. He bestows on us boldness to share his gospel. He gives us joy instead of sorrow. He can experience his peace when the situation says we should fear. He enables us to be patient when tried. We can build up and encourage ourselves as we pray in tongues. We can be kind on all occasions. We can choose to be good and do good rather than evil. He enables us to be faithful to our promises, to be gentle with the hurting and to be self-controlled and resist temptation. As worshippers, that is the Holy Spirit's role in our lives. Our job is to be worshippers. It's the Holy Spirit in us who helps us and is able to transform every ounce of our beings. I don't know about you, but I want to become more like Jesus. I don't want the new life in Christ that I've been given to stay hidden away. I want to be transformed by the Holy Spirit to live in the fullness of what God has purposed for me. If you're listening today and you're not sure if you'd call yourself a Christian, if you're not sure you've met Jesus, I want to tell you it is the most important thing anyone can ever do. You can simply ask him where you are now. Jesus, I want you to be my Lord and Saviour. Come and live in me. And as we've heard today in our reading, his promise is that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Jesus, the Son of God, chose to die on a cross, took on him your sin and shame, and then rose again in victory so that you could be forgiven, changed completely and made brand new on the inside. If you do that this morning, please do go to the prayer team who will be available at the back of the service after. Or tell me or someone that you're with. It's the most awesome thing. And we'd love to pray with you and stand with you. If you are a Christian and you've already made Jesus your saviour and you've invited him into your life, It doesn't matter whether you did that five seconds ago or 50 years ago. You're full of the Holy Spirit. Jesus lives in you. Choose again today to refocus your life, your heart, your mind on Jesus and his love. To be a worshipper. The more we live as worshippers, the more we enable the Holy Spirit to transform us. The more we will see our new life in Christ impacting everything in us and around us. The Holy Spirit is our helper. As Christians, as worshippers, the Holy Spirit now lives in us. The fullness of the power and love of God now living in me and living in you. And that church is a game changer. Amen.